Welcome to the SA for FA's Retirement Advisor Podcast, a series that addresses issues of importance to financial advisors when dealing with the preeminent issue on their clients' minds, namely their desire for financial independence. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today I wanted to discuss three unknown elements of the financial life cycle, at least one of which generally goes unacknowledged. We'll get to this in just a moment, but first, this word on behalf of our sponsor. I said I was going to discuss three unknowns in the retirement planning process, and I'm going to start this out with the easiest one. We do not know when we will die. This is something with which all retirement planners are conversant. Our date of death is a highly significant variable because it is, in most cases, the single greatest determinant of the cost of your retirement. More than the rate of return on your investment or your specific asset allocation, how many years you need to budget for determines how costly your retirement will be. Financial advisors have various ways of dealing with this. Those who want to be conservative, plug in age 100. Because an overly conservative approach risks needlessly hampering spending, I like the idea of adding five years to the age of the longest living ancestor. In any event, from an investment standpoint, there are two general approaches advisors can take to guide clients towards having enough. One is to purchase an annuity product that will make payments for the longest living of a couple covered by the annuity. A second is the equivalent of picking age 100 as your date of death. The clients just save and invest in an amount of money that greatly exceeds what they could spend in their retirement with the remainder to go to heirs or charity. Clients who both don't want an annuity because they're afraid they'll die before they get its full value and who aren't saving an amount that will exceed what they could spend in retirement, and there are many such investors, just need to make sure they die on the exact date they run out of assets. A second key investing unknown is also well acknowledged in the advisor community. Indeed, most investors have heard of it as well, though they frequently ignore it. It is that we don't know which investments we'll profit from. This is a truth many investors are just unwilling to acknowledge. There's always a hope that some guru, some stock tipster has got the answer. But nobody knows, and that's why we diversify. There are even those who know they don't know and assume that by buying an S&P 500 stock index fund, they're covered. That has been an incredibly good active bet over the past decade, but its efficacy is not written in stone. The U.S. stock market could have a bad decade or two or more like Japan has shown. Consequently, we need a globally diversified stock portfolio as well as investments outside of equities such as real estate. Even that's not enough. We need to have enough liquidity to take advantage of the deals the market offers when prices plunge out of fear. Incidentally, I'd add that relatedly, people don't know from which professions they'll most profit. A petroleum engineer may find that, as his career progresses, electrical engineering would have been more lucrative. A data administrator might have done better as a CPA. We don't have perfect foresight about such things. The third unknown I want to address is highly relevant to retirement advisors and their clients, but gets scant attention. We don't know when we will achieve relief from financial stress and anxiety. You can plan on retiring at age 65, your social security is turned on, and you've got a sizable portfolio. But the stress may remain. This is common. Financial peace of mind requires a correspondence between what you have and what you need. So even clients with a $1 million portfolio will be stressed out if their adult children are not financially stable and are coming to them for help, if their own spending is excessive and out of control, 
or if marital strife leads to divorce, to cite a few examples. Nobel Prize-winning research by Daniel Kahneman and Angus Deaton famously found that one's emotional well-being taps out somewhere at around $75,000 of income a year. That doesn't mean having $150,000 will make you miserable, but that the $150,000 earner doesn't feel happier or more emotionally secure than the $75,000 earner. The importance of this cannot be overstated because financial advisors can earn their fees by helping in this crucial area. No, I'm not suggesting that you play armchair psychologist and try to end 30 years of marital discord, but it is within your power to enhance your client's feeling of well-being. A study of wide scope sponsored by Northwestern Mutual this summer found that 92% of Americans say that nothing makes them happier or more confident than having their finances in order. Interestingly, this study compared advised and unadvised Americans' self-confidence and found that more than twice the proportion of Americans with financial advisors, 66%, felt very financially secure versus 31% of those without financial advisors. 73% of Americans with an advisor said they had a plan to deal with the market's ups and downs compared to just 30% of those without an advisor. The upshot here is that just by virtue of your client's relationship with you, they're apt to feel less anxious about their futures, but you can do so much more for them. By developing goals, by monitoring sources of financial stress, such as overspending and undersaving or financially dependent adult children, by keeping clients on track to achieve their own financial independence, advisors can lessen their client's financial anxiety. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, consider passing it on to one other advisor. Also feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.